Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Philippians 4, 6. My Heart's Desire by Elizabeth A. Freeman I had been taking English writing lessons for about a year, and I couldn't wait to go riding each week. Oh, how I loved horses! I drew horses, I thought horses, and I dreamed horses, and having my own horse would be the ultimate dream come true. My parents told me that if I saved enough money, I could get my own horse. So I worked hard doing chores, babysitting, and cleaning the church to earn money. I saved every penny, and I often counted my funds, but it never added up to the costly price of what a horse, even a cheap horse, would cost. Lisa, my youth director, knew how badly I wanted a horse. In fact, she began praying for me every day. I appreciated her prayers. Rachel, God's not going to give you just any old horse, she often told me. He's going to give you your heart's desire. I loved it when she said, my heart's desire. It sounded so beautiful, but when I stepped back into reality, I was down in the dumps. I knew that I didn't have nearly enough money saved. Things were looking pretty grim. One day, my parents surprised me by saying that they would buy me a horse if they could find a good deal. I was all for it. Excitedly, I read ad after ad and phoned this one and that but the horses were either already taken or the owners wanted more money than we could afford. My parents tried to cheer me up by planning a trip to a horse farm with some of my friends. Within a week, we were on our way. It was a bright spring morning, not a cloud in the sky. The girls were all excited and giggly, but my mind was a million miles away. I had read an article in the newspaper about the horse farm we were going to. They housed orphaned horses. My thoughts raced during the two-hour drive. Could this finally be the day, I wondered as we pulled into the long circular drive. But my hopes were soon dashed when I found out that all the horses were sick, near death, or couldn't be ridden. With long faces and heavy hearts, we piled back into the van. The ride back home was quiet until my dad spotted a sign along the road. Hey, Rach, do you want to check out the horse auction? Looking up, I read the sign and said, Yeah, I guess. As my dad pulled into the long, winding driveway, I spotted her, a three-year-old pregnant Belgian mare grazing in the pasture. My stomach did flip-flops as I neared the fence line. Tearing a few strands of grass, I held my hand up. She whinnied and gently nibbled the tall green stalks from my fingertips. I patted her nose and glanced back at my dad with a big smile. But again, I was crushed when I learned that the horse was too expensive and at great risk for having physical complications. I left in tears, subjecting the other girls to a silent ride home. It was the longest drive ever. I was so hurt I couldn't even pull my head out of my hands. With each stop, one more girl got out. I barely managed to say goodbye. Then we dropped off Melissa, Lisa's daughter. Lisa ran out to the van all excited. I couldn't seem to stop the tears. What's wrong, Rachel? Lisa asked. Batting back the tears, I explained, I wanted this beautiful Belgian mare, but we couldn't get her. Oh, Rach, I'm so sorry, but you know, God's not going to give you just any old horse. 
You might have to wait a while, but I'll bet God has just the right horse picked out for you. I'll keep praying. I gave her a half smile and hopped back into the van. On the drive home, I felt so down. Lisa was always so positive, so sure God was going to give me something. Why couldn't I see it? As the days went by, I spent most of my time questioning God and trying to get my parents to change their mind. Nothing seemed to happen. I began to wonder if God even heard my prayers. For financial reasons, I had to change riding stables. On the day of my first lesson, my new instructor, Mandy, led me to the corral. There, standing before me, was Andy, a Tennessee walker. He looked up as we neared the gate. Up until then, I had never seen such a beautiful horse. He was reddish in color with a white mask stretching from between his big brown eyes to the center of his nose. When I reached my hand toward him, he snorted and gently buried his nose into my palm. I positioned the saddle on Andy's back and fed the bridle bit into his mouth. He rode better than any other horse I had been on. He seemed to know what I wanted even before I asked. Together, we were like lightning and thunder. As we cantered into the meadow, it felt as though we were one. Our bodies were in perfect sync. When the lesson was over, Andy stood perfectly still while I dismounted. My mom arrived as I was taking him to the stable. She and Mandy talked while I took care of the riding gear. When I came back out, I overheard part of the conversation. Yes, he's up for sale, Mandy was saying. Well, we'll think about it, my mom answered as she walked toward the van. I ran to catch up with my mom and asked, Who's up for sale? The horse you just rode? You're kidding! No, she said with a smile, and I think we can afford him. Excitedly, we hurried home to ask my dad. He didn't want to get my hopes up, but it was too late. I sat in my room anxiously waiting for their decision. Hearing footsteps, I swung my door open. My parents were both smiling, and Mom said, You can get Andy. With tears of joy streaming down my cheeks, I hugged them both. Later, as I lay in bed, I stared out at the sky. God, thank you, I prayed. You really do answer prayer. You're not giving me just any horse. You're giving me Andy, my heart's desire. Andy came home the next evening. I led him to the corral out back and stayed with him until Mom and Dad forced me to come back into the house. That night, I lay in bed too excited to fall asleep. The next thing I knew, my mom was shaking me. Rachel, wake up! I pulled the covers over my head to block the light. Oh, Mom, it's Sunday. Can't I sleep in? Andy's missing. I immediately threw the covers back and sat straight up. Mom, you can't be serious. We just got him. But she shook her head and said, He's gone, Rach. I jumped up and fumbled through my drawers. Finding a pair of jeans, an old t-shirt, and cowboy boots, I pulled them on and ran downstairs. The back door was open, and it was clear to see by the broken gate that my worst nightmare had come true. Andy had escaped. Frantically, I looked in every direction, but there was no sign of him. Fighting back the tears, I shouted, Andy! as I darted up the drive toward the road. Wiping my eyes on my sleeve, I glanced one way and then the other, but still no Andy. It can't be true. He just can't be gone. I've prayed and waited so long, and I've saved my allowance for almost a whole year. As I scouted along the deserted paved road, I pleaded desperately, God, please bring Andy home. 
I searched every neighbor's yard and called Andy again and again. I must have walked a mile, but still no Andy. Then the road forked in three different directions. Unsure of where he could be, regretfully I turned and started for home. Kicking the stones along the narrow shoulder, I prayed, Oh God, don't let him be hurt or hit by a car. As I neared our drive, my mom came rushing up to me. They found Andy, she exclaimed. As we climbed into the van, she told me that she had phoned the police. They had just received a call about a horse in a farmer's front yard. Although Andy was shaken, he wasn't harmed in any way. I was so thankful that God had answered my prayer again. The story you have heard today is from God's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.